This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't know, what do you do? Joining me today, he is a comedian. You can hear a whole bunch of his stuff on Spotify. How fancy is that? We also book him whenever there's some sad stuff to talk about. Not intentionally. It just kind of lines up that way. Ladies and gentlemen, we're always happy to have him here. Tiff Myers. Also joining me, just like last week, my co-host on the Conspiracy the Show podcast, which you can hear right here on the Young Pops Podcast Network. Also, a fantastic comedian and frequent Unpops guest. Always happy to have her here, ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Hydock. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, Ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host, but I do have a couple of guests. Case in point, returning champion Olivia Hydar, who was here oh, last week. I'm a champion. Right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Love that. Olivia co-hosts the Conspiracy the Show podcast with me, which uh, you should listen to if you want to understand how the government really works. <laughs> or you can just listen to this episode because we're talking about that uh, today also. And also joining us. A Tiff Myers. How's it going, man? It's good. So you know it's going to be a sad episode when I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. We exclusively book a Tiff on the saddest possible episodes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is this one sad? I mean, yeah, this is sad. It's a little it's, bit sad, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's troubling, but it's also not surprising. We're talking about the FBI. Yeah. Which we mentioned the FBI on an episode recently about crazy lawsuits that are happening right now. The FBI came up because there's this case where they seized 369 nice safe deposit boxes in Beverly Hills. And they were like, well, this company that runs it got indicted and we assume all their customers are criminals. So we're just going to take everything in there. And it was like people who had put their life savings in there, people who just weren't good with money and didn't want to put money in a bank. And like they had to file all these lawsuits to get their shit back. They some of them Jesus. eventually did, but and the FBI took like eighty six million dollars, and Jesus. they were just like, "We'll tell you why later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You'll f- we, you can file a uh, Freedom of Information Act, you know, and we'll and we'll tell you what happened to your money. It's like the laziest Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They just pose as FBI agents and then steal shit." Yeah. So we're, we're talking about more FBI shadiness 
this week on this episode. I feel like the CIA gets most of my attention and I never, I don't talk about the FBI enough. They're so underrated when it comes to (laughs) oppression. Like they're, they're the domestic wing of our oppression force and the CIA is the international wing. Exactly. I think that's why you focus on the CIA more just because we, you know, we get into a lot of, uh, America's, uh, let's say misdeeds overseas a lot. And so uh, the CIA just happens to be involved with a lot of that. Uh, Whereas the FBI, you know, they're kind of more of the, the button down uh, domestic terrorist organization. Yeah. They're the, they're the be in the room when Malcolm X gets assassinated and don't do anything wing of the government. Yeah. They're the shoot Fred Hampton in his sleep uh, arm of the government. He said, (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> thanks a lot man yeah. uh, Tiff you brought up something FBI related that's happening right now before we yeah. recorded that I did not include in the notes you didn't and I was stunned tell people it's the a, good news that uh, Dog the Bounty Hunters investigating that case with that murdered white lady down in Florida I think Petito Gabby Petito yes and so he visited the suspect's parents and then found key information about where this guy is so dog the bounty hunter might beat the FBI solving this case which is that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) I'd not heard any of that that's wild he should film it and put it all on YouTube hashtag Steven Seagal hashtag van life is his show Still on the air? Is the Dog the Bounty Hunter show still happening? No, we keep no, getting but, reminded no. every five to ten years that he's a vehement racist. It it happened. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. It happened again recently because he got remarried and he didn't invite his daughter to the wedding because she supported Black Lives Matter. So she was like, <laughs> oh Hey, just want to go public and remind you that my dad's a racist piece of shit. I I think it's funny that we have to be reminded that he's a racist yeah. when, when he looks like that and is named Dog. Like, just shouldn't need to remind people that that guy's a racist. No. Well, the best part was he his excuse was that he thought he had a pass to say the N-word. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which... I encourage people to go listen to that episode or just look it up. He actually said that. He, yeah, he oh my God. He thought he had a pass and no one told him that that pass had expired. Like, it's like a passport. <laughs> you have to renew it every 10 years. <laughs> right, yeah. He, As a half black person, we don't, they're not physical passes. We don't give passes. Right. We can't, Wait, it doesn't, it's not overarching. We can't be like, yeah, uh, I know, I know James. Uh, he said I could say it one back in 86. Right. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. Well, then why At- do I have this laminated card in my wallet? Has someone lied to me? You're supposed to keep that to yourself, guys. <laughs> yeah. best, I keep it on it's me a for case by case basis. I keep At it on best. me so I don't get dog the bounty hunter. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's like your vaccination card. Jesus. <laughs> oh, so yeah, dog the bounty hunter is gonna beat the FBI. Good for him. I'm glad about that. They'll always be more racist than him, though. Oh, of course. Sure. He didn't assassinate F- uh, Martin Luther King Jr. So, no. like, that's a tough bar to top. Yeah. Or Fred Hampton or Malcolm X. Or right, exactly. List goes Dude. on and on. Yeah. Or Bobby introduce, Kennedy. Introduced crack to the hood. Right, exactly. Like, I think that. that was the CIA. Yeah, that was, but I'm sure you know? the FBI CIA, helped. Well, well if, they don't if, like to help each other, honestly. If we're talking L.A., it's the CIA. But if you watch the, the that movie White Boy Rick, uh, that case, that was the FBI. I, well, I didn't watch the movie, but we did watch that 
documentary about yeah, him. That was the FBI pumping crack into Detroit. Yeah. So yeah, they were in on it too. Yeah. Imagine that. <sighs> so let's let's talk about some FBI shenanigans from recent headlines. The FBI posed as cable repairmen to search a property. They were trying to break up an illegal online betting ring. So they cut the internet to the $25,000 a night villas at Caesar's Palace so they could pose as the cable guy and search the property. Do they think movies are documentaries? Yeah. Wait, I, I like... I can't believe that they would think that gambling was happening at Caesar's Palace. That's just <laughs> what a baseless accusation for them to even make. How? Why would someone gamble at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas? And what were they betting on that it's illegal? That's I, well, the thing, because it's mostly legal now. Yeah. Yeah. Online betting, I mean, like, online betting is its own whole weird fucking thing, but, like, you're you're going to arrest people for gambling in Las Vegas? Like, come on, man. But what could they have been betting on? Like, I, I have don't, no idea. That's the thing. Like, you can bet on anything. I almost bet on Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you going to bet on Space Jam? The, get, the outcome of the bets. games? There were yeah. some prop bets about, like, the over-under points. Oh, and, like, wow. If, if Michael Jordan's going to come back. How many assists is Lola going to have? But did Michael B. Jordan being in it count for Michael Jordan coming back for the movie? I don't think so. I don't think so. Should have. I knew knew someone that worked at Warner's and I thought I can get like the inside track. And and they were just like, don't bet on any of these. Yeah. They're they're all bad bets. Whatever you do, don't watch that movie. (laughs) Yeah. So the FBI, they got called out for doing this. And they claimed the search was legal because they were invited onto the premises, which <laughs> that's also how vampires work. Yes. Like that's that's the yeah. vampire defense. You the, invited the me in, so now I get to rule. drain you of your blood. Yeah. But they were invited in because of something they did. They're the ones that cut the cable. <laughs> so that... That math doesn't really add up. And they also tried to defend this on the grounds that, hey, we do this all the time. We <laughs> we pull little ruses to get into to buildings all the time. What's the problem? That is, that is a classic government explanation for wrongdoing is like, why are you getting mad at us for this time? We've been doing this for decades. <laughs> it's, it's also it's just their whole like way of getting in is just something off like the game hitman yeah exactly it's just like, exactly. Not, it's just like but it's like the easiest way to get it like anybody right. can just, is uh, and that's know. that's the whole thing the judge was like well if that's your argument that you were invited in and you do this all the time then there's just no rules like you can just you can just enter anywhere at any time and, and the fbi standards. was like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't it great? Yeah, the FBI was like, yes, thank you, and then ran out of the room. <laughs> but the, the judge didn't go for it. I don't know what difference that makes now. Yeah. I'm sure I all mean, of those illegal bettors are out of prison for whatever they were betting on. Do you think it was like endangered animals? It like, it was probably like that fuck. It was probably just like football gambling or something. Like the online, like uh, what's that weird... Uh, semi-illegal online like DraftKings DraftKings it was yeah. probably something like that something boring FanDuel <laughs> yeah or FanDuel or some Caesars bullshit. has an app now Caesars has a betting app JB yeah. Smoove is the fucking I mean 
honestly, just, commercial just, just legalize gambling across the country. It doesn't matter. Who cares? No, it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, on the list of problems facing this right. country. It's it's way, way down there. Super low. So, yeah, if your cable goes out, first of all, you still have cable? Cut the cord or the FBI <laughs> is going to do it for you and come into your home. Well, most people have cable internet. So if the uh, if the cable goes oh, out, yeah. it fucks sure. over the internet. Fuck over my internet. Jesus. But, I don't know, man. You're in Vegas. Like, there's so many other spots for, like, Wi-Fi as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's more internet places in that building. It's, it is a wild story. I don't understand most of it, honestly. Why did this happen? The, the only upside to this story is that clearly some rich people got inconvenienced. Because if you're That's- cutting the cable to $25,000 a night villas, someone, you know what? someone in those rooms is That's- having a bad week in Vegas. That's true. Maybe this is the proletariat wing of the FBI that did this, and they're just like, fuck these rich people. We're going to ruin their weekend. Now that would be pretty funny. That'd be dope as fuck. Hell yeah. yeah. The FBI took that turn. They won't. <laughs> they won't. They didn't. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, they they just switch, like, the Cossacks. <laughs> did, did they get anything? Did, that, like, did, they, did they get the information they looked for, or fuck? I'm going to be honest. It feels like they never do. <laughs> right. Like every story you hear is, well, how did the FBI fuck this up? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It seems like they've lost a lot of like, maybe they've just lost whatever talent like that they had, like all the, all the old people, you know, the, the like the guys who assassinated MLK and all those people, they're all gone. Like they've, they've aged out and no one else knows how to do anything anymore. Well, do you guys remember when they were, they had like open hiring like a couple of years ago? Or am I the only one who like realized this? <laughs> they were just like, if you don't smoke weed, you can apply for the FBI. Oh, <laughs> and I thought it, about damn. it. I was like, dude, I've never smoked weed. I speak a couple languages. I'd probably be a good fit. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, wait a minute. I'd be an FBI agent. That sounds fucking dreadful. It does. It really does. Unless it's like a TV show. That's the only place where the <laughs> FBI is cool. Is if they're like investigating aliens or alternate dimensions or that sort of thing. But other well, than that, I mean, the, the wing of the FBI that is doing that, they're still cool. Of course. <laughs> that's di- yeah. that's different. Like, oh, no. Yeah. No. Fuck. Spooky Mulder is still down there doing yeah. the good work. If they can compartmentalize, so can I. And <laughs> those are the good FBI agents, the ones looking into UFOs. Because right. they're definitely yeah. not leaning on people to not say anything if they of course the you know and, and and fringe division is you know it's doing its own thing you know they're they're investigating <laughs> the other universes and that, that they're chill but everybody else sucks so let's stay on internet stuff for a minute ransomware that's been a big problem lately where yeah, uh people will sure. hack into your shit lock it up and be like give me thirty five thousand dollars uh or you never get your stuff back. That's definitely a low figure because they're usually asking yeah. for millions these yeah, days. Sure. Have, have, have the people attacked by this tried reinstalling Windows? It worked for me. I'm yeah, just that, saying. Maybe don't call in the FBI. Yeah, or have some offline storage for your, your yeah. stuff. I was going to say, but if you're a business, because I mean, again, sold security, sold some cybersecurity. If you're a business, like they usually just go after like documents and most businesses aren't really prepared 
Because, like, a lot of businesses are pretty fucking stupid. Once you, like, start dealing with business owners, they're very fucking dumb. Yeah. And they just don't think about this type of shit. So, I mean, now it's a super prevalent problem. Well, all, almost all the business owners are boomers now. The, we, we People, yeah. millennials can't afford to own a business. So, <laughs> they, you know, they're, 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 of course they don't know anything about computers. Yeah, that I, I still maintain you should have to get a license to use the internet. <laughs> like, I, I don't really want more government oversight into my life but in that no. way i do because uh, <laughs> like you should at least have to pass like a basic competency test <laughs> like they should give you like before you get to go have unfettered access to the internet someone has to run a phishing scam on you and you have to not <laughs> fall for it if right. you open that link in that email nope no internet access for you, you. Should- your kids have to do it for you. Yeah, it, it'll be like getting a gun where you, you have to be put on a waiting period and you have to go to the range, the internet range. Or you can just sell people your internet access in a 7-Eleven parking lot. Right, like exactly. Guns. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could take it to Chicago. Then. Yeah. I work for a security company where the owner would fall for phishing scams maybe <laughs> once every two weeks. Because every once every two weeks we get a fucking email being like, Bill signed up again. If any, if he asks for you to buy a Target gift card under his email, don't fucking do it. Because he's fell for his again. And it's like, you work for the security company. You own it. How are you this dumb? Like, how that's, are you this dumb? That's insane. He's, yeah. just tr- he's just trusting. He was like 70 years old and just an idiot. I was just seeing in the notes that this scam was being run by uh, the eighth Resident Evil game, <laughs> Reville, Re- Resident Evil Village is what I'm seeing here. Yeah, there was a, a major ransomware attack in July by a Russian gang called Reville, which that's a great name. <laughs> that is a name. fantastic name. And the FBI secretly obtained the digital key that they could have used to unlock hundreds of computers that had been compromised in this attack, including businesses, schools, and of course, hospitals. Naturally. <laughs> but they, they didn't tell anyone they had it for like three weeks. Cause they were like, well, we still want to catch these people and that's going to compromise our investigation. So that hospital's just going to have to not have access to its records for a little bit longer. Jesus. <laughs> Which couldn't you do both? Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know why you couldn't just unlock it and then keep the ruse going and be like, oh yeah, I'll send you your money. Don't worry. Like you're yeah. the FBI, figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, they don't have the best people working there. I don't think it's wild. Yeah. The, the, the cost estimate of them withholding this information in the millions of dollars. These, a lot of these businesses just paid the money in that time. Yeah. And, uh, that thing we said about the FBI never succeeding, they didn't catch these people. The the site <laughs> went down and the hackers disappeared before the FBI did anything. Shocker. Jesus. They're also back online. Oh, and oh, have attacked oh, okay. eight new targets. Oh, since see, then. I thought that that was just the end of it, that they would go away and everything would be fine. Job done. But no, they're they're back and they're attacking again. Okay. We okay. Should, why are we doing this? We should be hackers. They, like, we like Resident <sighs> Evil. The I FBI wish. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, That's give fun. me in there. Reveal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I used I used to wonder that with like those Nigerian phone scams. It's like those have to be working if people are sure. doing them. But I think what what we underestimate about that when it comes to that being easy money is uh have you ever worked a telemarketing job? 
Yeah. That is not easy money. That is hundreds of phone calls a day. Right. Hoping just one person will let you talk for a couple yeah. minutes. Yeah. My my big barrier to being a, a hacker, besides not knowing how to code at all whatsoever, is I, I just don't have any vinyl pants uh, or <laughs> fingerless gloves. I, I, I just don't have them. I, I'm just not prepared, so... <laughs> Do you at least have one of those two-person keyboards that we used to see? Right, of like- course, yes. Oh, no, yeah. we need to type at the same time to go faster. <laughs> how does that? How was that supposed to work? That computer, that that keyboard would explode in Look, frustration. These scenes were written. These TV scenes were written by eighty-year-old men. <laughs> They've never seen a computer before. They're just like, what? If you both type at the same time, it's better, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Just going to activate hotkeys, whatever that means. <laughs> Anyone ever done that on their computer? Accidentally activate hotkeys and it's like, how do I, I'm going to have to drill a hole in this thing now. There's no going back anymore. I mean, I've had to hack into like my, like when my dad died, I had to hack in his computer to fucking get into it because I didn't know his passwords. It's the easiest fucking thing. Easiest fuck. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, let's talk about some more FBI fuckery. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, literally, that was a bad choice no, of words. Yeah, honestly, really words. not a fan. Given the given the next two stories we're talking Jesus. about. First of all, the FBI, their name came up in the Larry Nasser scandal. If people are unfamiliar with Larry Nasser, he is the uh, slimeball USA gymnastics coach who sexually assaulted hundreds of young girls over yeah. the course of his career career fucking monster yeah it's crazy and there is this fbi agent named michael langman who was a supervisory special agent in the fbi's indianapolis office hey and represent (laughs) (laughs) hometown love yeah he he had interviewed gymnast michaela maroney in 2015 about usa gymnastics dr larry nasser allegedly sexually abusing her as a minor and uh he didn't do anything about it like he he just kind of sat on the information and then when he was asked about it he lied yeah and it's like who are you protecting uh probably some rich people Honestly, there's a trend to the FBI is they will just chill with information for a fucking while. Yeah. And that's definitely not how 9-11 happened. (laughs) You know, no, no, that definitely didn't come up in the wake of 9-11 that the CIA and FBI were too proud to talk to each other. Right. I mean, the president knew it was going to happen, too. But well, of course, no, we all we all know, you know, Osama bin Laden to to attack the United States with plates like the famous memo comes up a lot. So he got fired, at least. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's that's rare for the FBI to uh, actually take action in a case like this, but they really didn't have a choice. Like these girls went in front of Congress, yeah, and were like, "The FBI didn't help us at all. They didn't do shit." Yeah. And at that point, you gotta fire someone. Absolutely. But I'm sure there were more people that deserved to be fired. But just for sure. Weren't. Oh yeah, I, at the FBI, I, I think definitely. 
Like, yeah. Are there going to be criminal charges against them? There should be. Like a firing doesn't seem like it's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's how it is with so many of these. Whenever a cop or an FBI agent or, you know, anybody who's a enforcement type, they just get yeah. fired for killing somebody. Like imagine if I went to work and I murdered somebody at work and all they did was fire me. And that was the extent of my punishment for 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 the for the crime of murder. <laughs> like they do get away with some shit. Literally murder. <laughs> they literally get away with murder. <laughs> in in this case, covering up for sexual assault. Speaking of that though, yeah. Maybe this next story is the reason why they were so quick to fire that guy because uh the Larry Nasser scandal isn't the only sexual assault heat coming down another poor choice of words, I think. Yeah. No. But, What's going uh, on, man? I don't, I'm just I'm <laughs> biffing it every time. Uh, the FBI has a, a huge sexual misconduct lawsuit that has been filed against them recently. If you can believe that. All of this is so shocking. Yeah, it's it's not like law enforcement to be shitty to women. <laughs> Dude, or the army or armed service. Like, it's all that military yep. type sections of the government or world is really just terrible towards women. Yeah, it's it, it's these things that are historically boys clubs. And uh, so, of course, once they started begrudgingly letting women in, uh, assault just has run rampant. Yeah, there are a number of high ranking FBI officials who've been accused of all sorts of hideous sex crimes against female co-workers. And this is another thing where they're not getting arrested for it. They're just... Right. Uh, either asked to retire yeah which if someone asked me to retire right now i'd do it (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's not really a punishment yeah uh or they've been transferred to other departments or Ah. agencies which that'll show them the the old catholic move that's the catholic (laughs) church move yeah it is just shuffle them around that'll do it yeah the and and the other thing is their identities are protected because they are federal law enforcement officials. So even when they're subject to disciplinary action, they uh, they can just go work in the private sector and no one will be any the wiser. Yeah. So that's comforting. Yeah, this is great. I love this. Uh, very happy about how our government is being run and how our nation's top law enforcement officials are uh, handling themselves. A uh, lot of responsibility, it seems like. The all, FBI. Oh, go ahead. What were we gonna say? I was gonna say. I'm just gonna say. It's always so sad to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this podcast does get a little a can. little down sometimes. I mean, yeah, it's a current events podcast. What else are we th- gonna talk about? Right. Sure. That's, the, that's the thing. Current events in general, not yeah. great. By all means, tell me what upbeat current events we should be talking about. <laughs> Some civilians who went to space recently, I think, but they were all rich, so fuck them. Right, that's the thing. True. Even space is fucked right now. God. Yeah, yeah. We know We know UFOs are real. Yes. That's Didn't, true. That is true. Weren't we expecting the world to dramatically change after that <laughs> nugget got dropped on us, and we're just like, fine, are they yeah, wearing masks? Like, do they have, they're not bringing COVID, <laughs> are they? Fucking let them come. So on the bright side, the FBI does claim it has a zero-tolerance policy toward 
sexual harassment. But uh, some of the women who claim they've been assaulted feel the agency is uh, sweeping the issue under the rug, if you can yeah. believe that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, numbers hard to attain, but the last time the Office of the Inspector General produced an extensive report on sexual assault in the FBI, it revealed that over the years 2009 to 2012, there were 343 offenses. Jeez. Mm. That's a lot. That is a number. That's quite a number, I it's would about, say. That's like three a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if that was a comedy club, they would wrecking ball that shit. Yeah. <laughs> eventually. That, eventually. That is basically every day. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, uh, well, no. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I I was thinking per year. But anyway. No, it's, but a, it's like it's like still if, a lot. Those are the ones, yeah, because those are the ones that are getting reported. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. Like, what do they say? Like, only 25% of sexual assault cases ever get reported? Yeah. Right? Isn't that the stat? It's some stat like that. Oh, yeah. And and I'm sure that's even more exaggerated at a place like the FBI where, you know, it's this – it's very rigidly structured. It's like, uh, again, a boys club and it's, uh, you know – Known for uh, treating its ideological enemies rather poorly. So you don't want to become one if you work there, I think. Yeah, it's it's like what you hear from women who marry cops who end up to be abusers. She's yeah. like, well, who am I going to call? The cops? Yeah. Like, those are all his friends. Exactly. <laughs> They're not exactly. going to come help me. And in this case, who are these women going to call? The FBI? Like, you're already working for the FBI. Yep. And it's happening. Get the CIA on the horn. That's what you need to do. <laughs> They'd happily investigate the FBI, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, call yeah, you should talk to the per, like you're getting harassed by your supervisor. You should talk to your supervisor's supervisor, the president. <laughs> like, just call him up. Yeah. Run it up the flagpole. <laughs> Fuck. US Representative Jackie Spire said, quote, the FBI needs a Me Too movement. And uh Reminder, she got shot at Jonestown and survived. So you can trust what Jackie Spire has to say. That's uh, yeah, that's just a wild sentiment. I think that they need a Me Too moment uh, verging on girl boss territory. But also, like, I think that it's a like, obviously, it's a problem that there's sexual abuse happening at the FBI. But like, I feel like I don't know. Uh, is the solution a Me Too moment? I don't know. It. I, I don't know. This is yeah. All it, very probably, it needs to be something a little more than that, right? Because that doesn't always work. For one thing, the yeah, not McDon- at all. McDonald's had a Me Too moment. Moment. There was a big national strike where uh, workers across twelve states walked out during uh, yeah. lunch hour, busiest time of the day. May most major outlets did not even cover that. Oh shit. yeah. Because McDonald's spends too much ad money. Well, and and also any they major media outlets fucking hate covering giant successful strikes more than anything. They hate that. It's fair. Yeah. Remember, remember when the the uh, the uh, not Longshoremen's, but the the truck the the trucking union. I keep blank. I always blank on what that's Teamsters? called. What Teamsters? Right? The Teamsters union went on went on strike. And uh, nobody covered that ever. It was it was just nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear of any of these strikes. It's nuts. Yeah, the the government is just totally uh not government all just but like the media is just totally predisposed to 
sweeping any sort of giant labor movement under the rug. Yeah, that's what that's what you get when you build a system of government that is this beholden to corporations. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, it's hard to get anything done that's going to and and we back it up where like whenever someone's like hey you know uh airlines could stop crashes altogether if they put this 25 cent part on every plane and you'll get fucking poor people who are like yeah but then the price of your plane <laughs> tickets are going to go up yeah it's like that's fine right that is not a problem it's but, yeah it's a brain brainwashed populace from capitalism i mean you know this really doesn't have anything to do with the fbi anymore but i'm just ranting about socialism <laughs> but yeah let's get back to the fbi oh yeah it'll be better this next story <laughs> this is fun this is a thing you hear all the time about the fbi now where they'll approach someone and be like uh hey you want to commit a crime <laughs> And then when that person does it, they're like, hey, you're under arrest. You shouldn't have agreed to commit that crime. And people might uh, recognize that as something called entrapment. Yeah. Where uh, you wouldn't have committed the crime if the cop didn't bring it up. And somehow the FBI gets away with it all the time. And it seems like maybe that happened in the case of those dudes in Michigan. Yep. wanted to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Uh, federal officials claim Adam Fox was the leader of the plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Fox is reportedly preparing an entrapment defense claiming an FBI undercover agent called Big Dan, as well as other (laughs) undercover agents, was actually behind the plot. Big Dan is going to be the name of this movie someday. (laughs) I would love to write it. You should. I just was, this is like, this is such a, you know, you're talking about, the FBI just going up to people and being like, hey, commit this crime and then arresting them for that. Like this is it's so cl- like, have you guys heard of Eric McDavid? And I don't think so. He was a member of like uh, a green anarchist group who fell in love with a woman named Anna, who turned out to be an FBI informant. And she encouraged them to blow up the Nimbus Dam in I can't remember what what state that's in and they caught all of them with you know fertilizer and all the bomb making stuff and just threw them all in jail for not they didn't do it they didn't you know actually blow up the dam but because there was an informant in their midst pushing them in that direction they get thrown in jail man how do all these people like how are they that social (laughs) 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 i don't know man like how like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't go outside enough to like meet a group of people. And just yeah. Like, yeah. I that's get crazy. It. Uh, in this case, the claim is that at least three FBI informants, including Big Dan, invited and encouraged Adam Fox to participate in the events that they now claim are overt acts in support of the crimes. He also claims an informant encouraged him to use marijuana, which <laughs> sounds like that guy was just being cool. Yeah. yeah. Caught the FBI letting their guard down there. The, the FBI doesn't bogart joints. <laughs> yeah. These people are fucking, these people gotta be fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm, it goes, I, like, a couple weeks ago, I was leaving the gym and this minivan pulls up next to me. And he was like, hey, man, I got all this audio equipment in here. Do you want it? He's like, I got 4K projectors, sound bars. He's like, do you want it? And I was like, fuck no, man, this is a trap. And then I drove him <laughs> like I got away. Like, yeah, yeah that's that's the thing. When you round someone up in a 
operation like this, it's like, well, were they ever smart enough to pull something off like this on their own? <laughs> yeah. Right. Because you, if you're really involved in some revolutionary acts against yeah. the government, you're going to be very skeptical of anyone who shows up. And if you're not, you're dumb. Yeah. You're just dumb. Like, you yeah. have to kind of set a point where you just don't let new people in. And even then, it might be too late. Like, every like famous assassination, I, I bring up Malcolm X all the time, mostly because we did an episode about it, so I researched it a bunch. But yeah. the FBI, like, Malcolm X's number one guy was an FBI informant. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. like the, the nation of Islam was filthy with FBI informants. And like, that's why the FBI started hiring black people. They were like, look, flipping people's getting too hard. We gotta, we gotta break down that barrier, make someone the Jackie Robinson of the FBI (laughs) and have them go assassinate Fred Hampton as depicted in the film, Judas and the black Messiah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a great, great movie. Uh, that that rules, but yeah, very much about that exact thing. So, yeah, this is this is typical FBI shit. There's there's another example uh, from not too long ago, the Portland Christmas tree bomber. That was a guy named Muhammad Muhammad. This guy's serving uh, 30 years in prison right now over a plot to detonate a bomb at Portland's Pioneer Courthouse Square in November 2010. FBI claimed he came up with a plot and just could not be deterred. But his lawyers argue that the FBI showed up suggested the plot, <laughs> supplied him with the materials to do it, and then arrested him for it. Yes, very classic FBI and obviously quote unquote illegal, but yeah. if it's the cops doing it, then who's going to arrest him for it? But it, but again, at any point, is he like, what the fuck is this? this is too easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like if I'm in Vegas and a 10 is hitting on me, I'm like, oh, she might be a hooker. Like, I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. attractive. Like, <laughs> he's not thinking, like, dude, this is getting way too easy. Like, yeah. these people showing up, these white dudes showing up with bomb equipment, like, <laughs> and, skeptical. And you got to take into account how often things like that happen in the United States, which is never. Yeah. Almost yeah. never. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if someone shows up and it's going really well and you're not hitting any speed bumps, you're right. going to have to wonder why that is. Yeah. And it's probably because the FBI is helping you do this. Yeah. And it's war on terror shit. Yeah. Like we yeah. pumped all this money, all this budget money into fighting terrorists in the United States. And the problem is there aren't any. Like yeah. there's there's not enough to justify that budget. So the FBI goes out and does shit like this to make it seem like yeah. we're winning the war on terror. And it's like, you're the ones planning all the things. Yeah. Yeah. These are all FBI plots that you're arresting people for. It's yeah. like, there's like, yo, can we get like 500 G's real quick? And it's like, <laughs> why? It's like, we got to buy bombs for the terrorists. <laughs> so, you know, like, come on. So let's talk about a, a different kind of, FBI break in. They uh, apparently have become really good at breaking into encrypted phones. Yes, including your most recent iPhone, everybody. Yeah. The ACLU is suing the FBI for doing this. The FBI, in response to Freedom of Information Act requests, refused to acknowledge it even has information about how to do that. So the ACLU is suing them to get that information. There was a story that went around not too long ago about a a malware program called 
Pegasus. It's uh, made by this Israeli cyber arms firm called NSO Group. Like, that is their job. They sell nothing but malicious computer software. And that software is capable. It has recently evolved to the point where they can break into a phone without you having to do anything. Yeah. Like, they used to have to send you a shady link that you would click on. And now I mean, they can just do it. And here's the thing. If anyone in the world can do it, the United States can do it. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's, yeah. that's how we work. Like, the, I, I, you know, this sucks. It's obviously, you know, horrifying. And the ACLU's right to sue about it. But this was bound to happen eventually. This is I can't even really be surprised by this. Like, this was going to happen. As soon as these encrypted phones started to pop up in court cases, you know, and there there started to be things where, like, the FBI is like, well, we need access to this guy's phone. Or, like, at a certain point after that, they're going to get access to these encrypted phones. We've kind of been heading toward this. Like, we've been giving access to so much information about ourselves to anyone who wants it by yeah. way of the Internet and our phones. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's it's kind of naive to expect any protection from that now. Yeah. Adam, do you I talk about like TikTok a while ago about how TikTok was like deemed like the most like unsafe app yet it's like the most popular app right now? Yeah, that's the th- like whenever you bring that up to someone they're like, "Oh yeah, I've heard that." Yeah. Yeah. But people keep you like well, we act like we have to use these apps. Well, and yeah. it's like that's not and, true. And it's you know, it's similar to the, you know, poor people complaining about you know, airplane tickets getting uh, more expensive. It's we're just kind of we're we're pussy whipped by democracy. <laughs> we're, we're we're pussy whipped by America where like we, you know, we have just fully given up. We, we don't have like the Fourth Amendment. They might as well just erase it from the Constitution. It hasn't existed since 2001. And like. It's the same goes for any notion of freedom of privacy or anything like that. We've just freely given it away even before the Internet became what it is today. We we were just happy, all too happy to give away any ounce of privacy that we might have in the name of national security. Uh, and it's coming back and people are surprised by it <laughs> instead of understanding that this has always been where it's heading yeah and it, i don't know and to that point it's always like those people who are, who are like now they're afraid of the vaccine because the government's gonna put a fucking chip in you it's like right. they don't fucking have to exactly openly, they've openly been fucking us for decades like they yeah. don't need to secretly do it yeah the government is going to put a tracking chip in me if i get that vaccine you know how i know i read it on my smartphone <laughs> right yeah. like exactly. the government is following your phone genius yeah. they don't need to put a fucking tracking chip in your arm exactly so so crazy and uh the fbi took that a little bit further though they're not just breaking into encrypted phones they also set up fake encrypted messaging apps and sold fake encrypted phones and this is the kind of thing people will hear and go yeah they're gonna use that against white nationalists huh and it's like, no. yeah, I bet that's <laughs> yeah. who they're going to use Absolutely. that shit against. Like, I, I would want to see the names or at least, uh, I don't know, the ethnicities of yeah. the people who ended up on this messaging app. Mm. Uh, that would be a fun breakdown to <laughs> see. Let's let's FOIA that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, in 50 years, the FOIA requests are going to be nuts. 
Too bad I'm not going to be alive to see him. <laughs> I was just going to say, I remember I read like how a bunch of like Muslim apps were being monitored by the FBI. Because like, I hop on them during Ramadan to know yeah. when I could fucking eat or not. <laughs> so I just found like all those apps, or even back when I was single, like the Muslim dating apps, they were tracking every single one of those already. Jeez. I mean, I'm not yeah. surprised, but yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, we did an episode about that where we were talking about all the things your phone's location data can tell law enforcement. And in one of those cases, there was a guy who was convicted of a bunch of armed robberies, like a string of armed robberies across the country. And his lawyers eventually found out that the way they arrested him was they just accessed his phone's location data. And he was like, hey, you can't just do that. And the FBI was like, yeah, we can. It's public (laughs) information. Right. And a judge finally was like, no, you can't. Like you have, you still have, you're the FBI. You still have to get a warrant. Right. So they were like, okay, we'll just buy it from all those companies that sell it to private individuals because you didn't say we couldn't do that. Exactly. And that, yeah, the app a tiff is referring to, there were probably a bunch, but there was one called Muslim Pro. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had something like four or five million users. Dude, Jeez. I was on that. Because they're robbing <laughs> on it. It's like, no, they're robbing on it. It was like, high, it was rated the best. Yeah. And it was the top one when you searched for like prayer time apps. It was like number one. Right. Yep. And the F, they were selling users' location yeah. data to a company that then sold it to the government. Yeah. And to their credit, when they found out, they did stop. They well, stopped selling it to that company, which means the FBI will just go to whatever company they're selling it to now. Right. Probably. Yeah. Maybe selling user data is bad. I oh, wonder, do you think that's bad if if a company is selling user data? I don't I don't know. Well, I think that might be bad. I'd be fine if they stopped as long as it doesn't impact my ad experience on Instagram. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, I love a personalized ad experience. Yeah. That's my just, favorite. Those Puma ads, man, that is a that is a smart bomb aimed right at my wallet. <laughs> All silver high top Pumas. I'll take them. <laughs> Chicago edition with Ralph Sampson's name on the side. That oh, doesn't make sick. sense, but I'll have them anyway. They're inspired by the bean, that sculpture in Chicago. Yes. But okay. still, Ralph Sampson never played for the fucking Bulls. I don't understand why his name's on him, but I wear I the shit I, out of him. I, I am totally lost. I don't know who Ralph Sampson is. One of the Twin Towers. Oh, he oh he was not he, that one. He was the he South was, Tower. Olajuwon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was the South Tower. <laughs> so this, the FBI set up their own encrypted chat platform called Anom, and it was run by the FBI, and it advertised as protecting users' privacy, but it actually recorded all of their messages and <laughs> sent them to the FBI. Jesus. It was on over twelve thousand devices belonging to 300 different, quote, criminal organizations around the globe, uh-huh. including motorcycle gangs, the mafia, and Asian crime syndicates. And that's probably all. Oh, yeah, that's it. Definitely nothing else. Uh, over 800 people were arrested as a result of the FBI's Anom app. And the idea for the operation came when the FBI shut down another encrypted app called Phantom Secure because they knew users were just going to go flock to a new app. Right. So they shut one down and set up a new one. Jeez. And uh, people did it. Yeah, I, I wonder if... Uh... 
wonder if uh, Signal is an FBI front, too. You got to wonder. It, this just makes you wonder about all of those secure messaging apps. Yeah, it, it, that could just be one big American intelligence op. Yeah. yeah. Like, just the entire idea of end-to-end encryption. Right. Si- they could be like, yeah, go ahead, get on WhatsApp. Yeah, we Signal, WhatsApp. what they're, you're talking about. Yeah, they're all just one big umbrella BI cover. I don't know. I yeah. I use both of them. I like I have used I've I've used signal and stuff, but it is always something that I have always been kind of suspicious of. Yeah, same. Like I'm always like, I don't really trust that this is that much more secure. No, it, it, it was just I used it just for texting because like sure. the, the texting app with an Android is just the worst. Yeah, no, it's, I I I I yeah, I get that. So. <laughs> I I use the Google one, so on top of leading to actual arrests, this this operation also gave the FBI an idea of the inner workings of a number of different criminal organizations. And it's like, you didn't have that already? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You don't know how criminal organizations work? There's a guy at the top, then there's underlings. It's right. like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Have you seen The Godfather? It's basically that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, and also, did they just not already have people in those organizations? Like, I'm sure that they do. Right. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this all they're doing? They're just online all the time now. Like, that's the post office's job. We we know that now. But I mean, I guess, though, I mean, it, it is an online world. I guess that is where you're going to find a lot of people. But I don't know. Yeah, this is just it's all just a fucking gross, tangled mess. Yeah, I, I do like that that story came out where they were like, hey, the Postal Inspection Service is monitoring all of your social media. And we were just like, all right, yeah. I guess. Well, what can, are we going to do? Yeah, could they follow me then yeah. at least? <laughs> so, can so, I get a retweet like, from the honestly, post office, yeah, please? Exactly. I'm sorry I said maybe you should be shut down on Twitter. <laughs> it was a heat of the moment thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't mean it when I said we should bring back the Pony Express. I was <laughs> I was exaggerating for comedic effect. On the bright side, at least only the FBI is doing stuff of like this. Of course, of course, only you know, the FBI. <laughs> none of our other 16 intelligence agencies. We have 16. There's 16? Yeah. Well, they it multiply. Might be 17. They multiply exponentially. Yeah, if you get them wet. Yeah, they're like rabbits. If you feed them after midnight, <laughs> they turn into the CIA. Yeah, exactly. They're, I can only make, I can they're only make Mogwai. Four. Name them. Fucking FBI, CIA, NSA, and then Homeland Security. Yeah, there's also the Postal Inspection Service. Right. They're, they're one. Secret Service. Uh, oh, Secret fuck. Service. There's so Navy Intelligence, right, Air course. Force Intelligence. I mean, yeah, every branch has its own intelligence. Yeah, there's there's a bunch. Yeah, there's so many. To all of you intelligence agencies, eighty k is my number. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like such a low bar. That's not even (laughs) like there was an article a couple years ago that you need a hundred k just to live by yourself. I I was going to say like eighty k is barely living wage anymore. Benefits, good benefits. Oh, and benefits, of course. You trying to move to Victorville or something? (laughs) What's eighty k going to do? I'm close. I'm in Northridge right now. You could at least round up to a (laughs) hundred. That's that's fair. Eighty k plus expenses. Yeah, how about that? Deal. Thank right. You. Yeah. <laughs> a per diem, like a like a like a thousand per diem. That would be good. Yeah. So let's talk about one last FBI gaffe 
that's the best <laughs> yeah, these way are to all put gaffs this one. and goofs. They're just wacky a, little. This is on the America's blooper reel. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. where all these go? Dog the bounty hunter is about to fucking stunt on the FBI right now. <laughs> God, ugh. Yeah, let's just replace the FBI with Dog the Bounty Hunter, only slightly less racist. Yeah. He's going to be our 17th intelligence agency. Yeah. Dog he the Bounty Hunter. He might already be. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, the thing about the FBI being so active online and cracking down on our encrypted messages and things didn't stop him from completely missing all of those online messages about the January 6th wow. Capitol riot. Uh, I mean, of course they missed it. They were all too busy planning the January 6th riot. <laughs> so that's the thing. That's like a right wing conspiracy theory. But is it? No. Like, I don't I don't think it is. It, well, it's a right wing conspiracy theory that the FBI like has a lot of people who are right wing assholes. No, I no. there's like that's one of the claims from the right. Is that, oh, that Capitol riot, that was the FBI. Oh, it was all staged by the FBI? I mean, look. I I wouldn't be surprised if the FBI FBI got in some ears and was like, that could be the case. Storm the Capitol. But that is a stop there from being like thousands of dumb assholes who are willing to go along with it. And and also, I mean, I, I just generally think a large portion of that crowd is probably just members of. FBI and law enforcement who agree with whatever it was that they thought that they were doing, which wasn't really clear to begin with. Didn't the president tell them to go? Well, right it, it's like, a, it's so right? weird. It's not like they it's had any thing. goals. That's no. the thing about that. It is just so formless. That was what yeah. was so weird about it. I did an episode about the Capitol riot not long after it happened. Yep. And I was there. My thought yeah, my thought was that would make that would make an amazing honeypot operation. <laughs> like if you're really trying to draw the most radical elements of society yeah. out into the open so you can charge them with shit, that Capitol riot was a great way to do it. But if it was a honeypot, then they didn't arrest nearly enough people for it to be that successful. They got a bunch of people, but like yeah. if it was a honeypot and you had that many people show up, there should have been a lot <laughs> going They've on. Arrested more than 500 people or they've charged more than 500 really? people. Yeah. But they're keeping Yeah, that's it quiet. the thing. That's the thing too. I assumed there had because there was that justice for J6 rally that happened I think September 18th that people thought was going to turn into another riot. And I was like J6 is that how many people they've arrested? <laughs> and then I looked it up and no, it's like 560. I mean or something like that. So they got they got names yeah. if nothing else. But like, I don't know. It's tough for me to, for one thing, feel very bad about that. Obviously. Oh, I don't, no, I don't I, feel bad about I, it. I, I know, I know. Like the ethics of having a bunch of white nationalists storm the Capitol right. so you can get them on a list. No, I definitely wouldn't approve of something like that. But also, I would love to know how many of the 500 people were like, uh, you know, kind of toss back, you know, like catch and release. Like they, they caught him. They gave him like, look, this is the, here's what you're going to do. This is how we're going to carry out the white nationalist agenda from here on. <laughs> like, 
you know, got a yeah. bri- they got pulled in, they got a briefing, and then they got they got sent back out. That doesn't sound like the FBI at all. I know. <laughs> I, I'm making a lot of baseless accusations. You can feel free to edit that out. It's okay. But l- let's get into the FBI's claims about these posts. They said they were blindsided <laughs> by the January 6th. Capitol riot because of confusion about whether they were legally allowed to monitor social media. Shut uh-huh. the fuck up. Yeah. I'm what sure. are you talking about? Absolutely. This was the one time in history where the FBI was like, oh, should we be watching this? What? Oh no. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm so in the dark here. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. This seems way more like a thing that they would have seen and been like, Oh, that might be helpful in some way. Just let this <laughs> Try go. it out. FBI counterterrorism chief Jill Sanborn said at a Senate hearing about the January 6th riot that, to her knowledge, the FBI had not seen all the posts all over social media about well, the riots leading up to that event. And, and, and you know, this, this, I would say, the fault for this lies with the leftists who they would, we would see these posts all over social media about meeting up on January 6th to cause trouble uh, on these right-wing sites, and we just didn't have the wherewithal to tag the FBI in the replies, like, like yeah. you know, a, a responsible citizen might do, and then the FBI, how are they going to see it if you don't tag the FBI in the replies? Wasn't it all the news? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, there were news reports where they were like, hey, these motherfuckers seem like they're planning something for January 6th. I have a, and the I have FBI a, was like, we're streaming the Queen's Gambit right now. We can't. <laughs> we haven't watched any TV. I'm sorry. My relative was like a Capitol Police officer. And when that day, I was like, oh, shit, are you there? And he's like, nah, I took today off, man. It wasn't going to be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because he probably knew all of his fucking co-workers are going to be storming the Capitol. Probably. I was like, dude, I was like it's a smart fuck. He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna i wasn't gonna fucking fuck with that shit jesus yeah i that was that was one of the craziest things that came out of that riot is they were like yeah there were about like a dozen uh capital police who were kind of helping but, <laughs> yeah. but you know we've disciplined them uh-huh. and it's like so they're still cops yeah they are still protecting the capital it's like, what are you fucking talking about? Isn't that like, yeah, like that's day, yeah. fucking yeah. insurrection. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Speaking of FBI lies, let's get back to Jill Sanborn. Yeah. <laughs> she also went on to say that it is not within the FBI's authority to monitor publicly available social media conversations and that they can't monitor first amendment protected activities without what? a tip or open investigation that leads them to a specific post. So Olivia's right. We didn't tag them in the comments on these posts. This is what I'm saying. This is why the everybody who's tagging the FBI, those are the true citizens. You make fun of them for tagging the FBI because clearly that's a pointless gesture that doesn't mean anything, but it turns out. That should become a thing. Like, we should just... Let's start that right here. Like, because of this story, if you're on the internet and you see some some crazy terrorism planning, tag the FBI. Mm. Or, or, or don't. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to tell people to narc. Come on. No, I don't. Don't fucking snitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We don't. We don't need our listeners getting stitches. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I also just don't want to interact with the FBI. For sure. I, I just I just get a hearty chuckle 
out of uh, the idea of an FBI agent saying that they can't monitor First Amendment protected activities. That just yeah. that just gives me a good old fashioned belly laugh. That's a that's a fun one. That sounds like some shit you would yell at the cops when they come bother you. <laughs> yeah, like having like a noise complaint. Like you can't monitor these First Amendment activities. Like, <laughs> yeah, and the cops are like, "Hey, you're right. You're We're right. out of here. Yeah, yeah, see ya." No, I get thrown in jail. That's what happens. Yeah, the the FBI has gone on record and said that they monitor social media activities in the past. They also recently signed a $14 million contract with a private company to monitor social media for them, quote, to proactively identify threats to U.S. national security and U.S. interests. So that's fun. Great. Yeah, everything sounds good so far. Current and former FBI officials are saying that what Jill Sanborn is doing might be a sign of a culture of caution in the agency due to their, you know, reputation for spying. It's like no one's ever going to believe the FBI is not spying. Like, what are they doing? Culture of caution at the FBI? Like maybe a culture of we got to we got to make it sound like we're being cautious. But, like, come on, guys. They just need to admit that they're bad at their job. Like, <laughs> remember that McMillions documentary that was on HBO? I do, yeah. yes. I'll tell you what took me out of that right away. That scandal happened around July or August of 2001, and the first agent they talked to was based out of the Jacksonville office, and he was like, well, there wasn't a lot going on in our area at the time, and it's like, motherfucker, the 9-11 hijackers were learning yeah. to fly in Jacksonville when you decided to pursue the McMillions case. Oh, God, you're right. It's like, what do you mean yeah. nothing was going on? <laughs> oh, and people loved that guy because he had a lot of spunk. Yeah. It's like, man, fuck him and McDonald's both. I'm glad someone scammed that goddamn Oh, me too. Monopoly that game. story was great. I, yeah. I, I loved that story. But that it, is a victimless crime oh, right absolutely. there, for it all should, those people who ate McDonald's without getting paid I, I, for it. I would like to see a mo- like a real movie about it. I think it would be yeah. good. So, yeah, that's that's the FBI. That's what they're up to <laughs> these days. I think I think we did it. Yeah. I think we got through everything. Whew. I mean, we certainly didn't get through everything. There's oh, definitely no, no, more out no, there no. that the, that, they're doing, but that's impossible. We got through an episode's worth. Uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? A tiff? Anything? Anything? No, I might might be doing a MMA podcast with the Radiston. <laughs> okay. If that ever happens, I don't know. We're discussing it. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Olivia. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hi there hidar. Uh, and you know that's about it. If you want to hang out at the defunct Washington Square Mall in Indianapolis. It's like basically a dead zone now. I'm, I spend a lot of time there, so sounds fun. Well, that sounds interesting. Absolutely. There, there's no stores or anything there. It, 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 there are a couple, but like half of it is just a wasteland. That's how it is with a lot of places around here yeah. in Indiana. It's it's kind of a dying, <laughs> a dying city. So <laughs> little pink houses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you can follow me on Twitter, I guess, at Adam Todd Brown <laughs> or Instagram. <laughs> I love I how ambivalent we are about that, our yeah. Twitter plugs. Are we supposed to plug social media? Follow me at Tiff Myers on Instagram. I don't know, man. I feel like most people, go. most people that listen to this do. They're very nice. Yeah, people. I don't. I don't do much on social media. I have my Same. mentions hidden at this point. Same. So yeah, I don't. I don't. If you're trying to talk to me, 
I'm probably not listening. I do mentions. I only get mentions from people that I mutually follow. No offense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not. I mean, no offense to anybody listening. I I love you all, but yeah, you're all amazing. We just don't want to talk to you. Yeah, you know, I I, I'm just very tired. It's a different. It's a different world. It's not 2010. We can't be all freewheeling on social media (laughs) like we used to. They're trying to. Rescind Section 230. Australia already did it, basically. It's weird times. We're sorry. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's. I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. A tiff, say goodbye. Peace. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm not-